Welcome back to another Macam in the Middle podcast after another Sunderland game. First one of 2022. Of course, the Fleetwood game was postponed, which was due to be played on the 2nd of January, but it wasn't. So this was the first game of the year away to Wickham. A tough game. Everyone knew it would be a tough game going into it. And I think a lot of fans, especially with the, the COVID situation, would have been happy with a point. We did get a point, finished 3-3 um, with plenty of talking points. A lot of positives, a lot of, not necessarily negatives, but frustrating parts of the game as well. And I'm joined by Kyle to talk about it. Just the two of us today, Kyle. But hope you're doing well enough after what's happened. A little tired. You know, got to get up at about five o'clock in the morning for these ones and, yeah. uh, you know, get set up. And boy, it was almost worth it. But it always is. It always seems to be these early ones that I leave and I'm just like, not only am I tired, but I'm a little... <laughs> A little disappointed. I think so. if there's one word to describe Sunderland in the last five years, it would be almost. <laughs> You've yeah, got the checker trade right. final, which we almost won. You've got the playoff final, which we almost won. Today's game, which we almost won, somehow didn't win, um, which obviously we'll get into. There's a lot of almost about this club at the moment, isn't there? I say at the moment, in the last few years. Oh, yeah, it definitely has. But, you know, like, like you said today, I think there's a lot to analyze and I, we got a good glimpse at some of the, you know, just some of the different players we have on the squad and where we can where we can play them and whatnot. And yeah, today was another almost effort, but almost really, really good. So, yeah. And um, obviously going into the game, there was talk about whether the game would get postponed um, up until kind of morning yesterday I think it was kind of early afternoon that Sunderland revealed that they had recalled Jack Diamond, Patterson and Josh Hawks from the loans um, because we had I think it was four or five players missing with COVID obviously Kim Bioka who hasn't played too much this season but he has been in and around the squad um, O'Brien, Diaku, Hoffman, Burge, Bailey White who was injured for the game today Plenty of players injured. Um, Sunderland, Lee Johnson, Speakman, whoever makes the decision could have quite easily just said, no, we're not going to play it. You know, do what a lot of other teams have done and kind of take advantage of the situation and, and wait for the, you know, the first team is to get back into the fold and essentially give you a better chance of winning the game. But we didn't. Um, and, and that's probably a good thing for Sunderland. You know, it shows the confidence that we've got in the players that, that we're playing yep. today and the players about in and around the squad that haven't had the the first team opportunities they might have hoped for but there's a lot of confidence in the team yeah absolutely and and I, I think it's credit to us to you know like like you said you know make sure the game went on you know we we have the depth just barely just by the, the skin of our teeth really and yeah. you know had to had to recall you know poor Knotts County is probably like <laughs> you know uh suffering a little bit but you know that's that's why you have players to go out on loan right because they stay ready versus you know even just keeping him on the bench or you maybe you 23s and stuff it's not the same as you know jack diamond's experience or even patterson you know who saw you know make a great save on the pk for Knox county yeah. um and so against phil parkinson's side as well which was a love bonus. It. i love it so i think that's the important thing when we you know, a lot of times we ask why are we sending these players out on loan i think that's why because they i think they stay a little bit fresher they stay more ready um, especially in a season like this, I mean, it just shows the, the value of having the depth that we have, um, even though it's a little, <laughs> little in shambles at the moment in some positions. But um, yeah, I think I think today was probably going to be our toughest test with that, and I think we fared pretty pretty darn well. Yeah, well, obviously we finished three three, um, and we'll get into the goals very shortly. 
Um, there's plenty to talk about oh, the yeah. goals for Sunderland and the goals for Wickham as well, um, including the timings of the goals, which is probably the hardest part to take of today's result. But going into the game, as I said before, with the squad, you know, very, very depleted. Um, you know, it was depleted enough in the last few games. Today was even worse in terms of who was available and who wasn't. A point away to Wickham, who are one of the toughest sides to beat in this league, you know, whether you agree or um, like to see their play style, which, in fairness to them, I don't think was as noticeable today. I think they did right. kind of try and play the ball a little bit more than they have done in previous seasons. Um but going into the game, a point wouldn't have been a bad result. I guess I just hate Wickham. I just, I yeah. just hate them. You know, it's just they've always just been that constant, you know, thorn. You know, and actually, we've we've actually fared pretty well against them. I think I just hate them mostly how they got promoted. <laughs> you know, how yeah. they got promoted off that. You know, but there's not really anyone else to blame except for us for that. But um, yeah, or no. The AFL. It, Right, right. In all seriousness, <laughs> yes. Like it, it, we, we'll probably look back on this and say that that was a point earned, definitely. Um, it's just the way that we had those three points in the bag. It's just, and we'll, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. But yeah, it's it, gladly take a point from this. As uh, I think somebody pointed out in the Twitter thread as well that uh, Rotherham and Wigan both have only taken a point away at Wickham too. So I think that yeah, yeah. So I think we're right on pace with that. Yeah. And obviously one of the things, you know, to get promoted from League One is the points per game total, which, you know, again, going back to the, the season that got curtailed quickly and prematurely was how Wigan got promoted. And they had a good points per game ratio, better than ours, which is why they got into the playoffs and eventually won it. But with that point today, it keeps us at two points per game, which obviously if you average that out throughout the season, gives you 92 points, I think it is, 46 games in a season, two points per game, so you get 92 points, which I think I saw a stat the other day, which that would have got you promoted in 13 of the last 15 League One seasons. So, you know, 25 games in the season, we've got 50 points. Um, we've played some of the, the tough teams, you know, away to Wigan, which we won. No, sorry, at home at Wigan, which we won. It was away in the mm-hmm. Cup. Um, away to Rotherham, which obviously didn't quite go to plan, but that one's out the way. Away to Wickham, which is, again, one of the toughest games in the league. It still puts us in a very good position going forward. And obviously, we're in the January window now. We've got players seemingly coming through the door. We'll have players coming back from injury. It was still in a very good position. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it would have been nice to maybe see uh, is it Trey? Try? Trey Hume? I think it's uh, Trey. There, I, I, before yeah. he signed, I said try. But yeah, it's I think it's Trey. definitely Trey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I don't think our business is done yet. And and just like you said, I think it's important to see some of these other players get in. They have confidence right now, which is really important. And, um, you know, the signings that we make really should just be providing a little bit of extra depth, a little bit of extra strengthening you know, of the lines here. But, yeah, overall, I think the point was really, really well earned, really back and forth game. And, you know, probably one of the best games of the season, honestly, if, if, even for a neutral, if anyone watched that. And I think it was worthy of being on Sky. It's just why is it always on Sky when we play a team like Wiccan, who absolutely makes it there. You know their Super Bowl, so to speak. Yeah, and um, we'll get into the goals. Um, Sunderland, as they have done, I think it was. Um, I'm not even going to try and remember the number. Plenty of times this season, took the lead inside the first 15 minutes. Um, it was actually inside the first four minutes. I think it was that we got the goal. It went down as an own goal, and it definitely will stay as that because it 
technically wasn't even a shot on target <laughs> if it hits the bar. Um, but Dennis Serkin gets the ball, a very, very good cross in the middle for Stewart, wins his header. There's, there's questions about whether it's a foul. Um, sometimes it might be given, sometimes it won't. This time it didn't, luckily for us. But it's a good header. Um, like I said, probably is just off target, but a very good start to the game for Sunderland. Yeah, and it, like you said, Serkin's one of these players who has been out for a while with injury. Uh, really nice to have him back. I think he played really well today. Um, you know, maybe could have been a little bit better with some of his his final balls there, but that one was perfect and it came at a great time. And you know, a lot's been said about Broadhead being out, right? And we obviously do miss yeah. you know having that option, but Stewart just thrives in this in the lone role. I mean, you could just see he just the amount of, of extra space that he has and some of these runs, and we'll get to it on the, his other goals as well. It was just class. I mean, and he got there, timed it well. And yeah, right off the right off the post, and then right off the backside of the keeper into the goal. So uh, yeah, great way to kind of get the get the ball rolling in a positive direction. Yeah, and not for the first time this season. Once we scored, um, the opposition did improve, and we slightly regressed a little bit. I think Wickham started to take control of the game a little bit more, created some chances, and got the equaliser. Um, and very similar to you know some of the other goals that we've conceded not just today but in other games you look at and think is there anything you can really do with that you know he's quit inside you could argue that you've got to show him on his weaker foot and, and show him down the line where you can't really offer too much of a threat but he's quit inside he's hit the ball Patterson makes that save but it takes a deflection takes it away from Patterson like I say it's just one of them goals that you kind of there's just not much you can do about it right a very Wickham goal Right. Yeah. It's just very scrappy. It wasn't wasn't pretty by any means. Um, you know, obviously took a little bit of a deflection there. I think it was Evans who uh, just kind of got beat pretty badly, you know, stabbed yeah. him and just you know went right around him, um, which was unfortunate. But uh, yeah, it, we, we tend to do that. It just laps up a little bit. And I think it was always going to happen. But I think it was important for us to score that first goal. Because we've seen Wickham, you know, when it when it goes deep into the first half, you know, nil nil, or even if they have the lead, it gets it becomes a very ugly game after that. So I think it was important for us to force the issue, score first, and that kind of forces Wickham to actually play a modern style of of, of watchable football. So it it doesn't surprise me that they came back and tied it up. It's just a little bit of an unlucky bounce. Yeah, and um, well, Wickham took the lead. Um, and this is probably the most questionable goal of the game um, for multiple different reasons, two of which comes down to officiating, which I will sort of refrain from giving the referee too much criticism for this one because it is a difficult one to call. Yeah. Um, but it's a ball into the box, a poor defendant initially from Sunderland. You know, there's no getting away from that. You've got to defend that better. Um, we've had it, the corners and set pieces in general this season have been probably our biggest weakness and maybe not even set pieces, just crosses into the box. We haven't dealt with them. We didn't deal with this one. Um, and it's Sam Vokes who's eventually headed it in. But the first call was a foul on Patterson, which yep. I've seen people saying it isn't. But as someone that did play years and years as a keeper and, and played football and been in this, that and the other, it, it's definitely a foul. You know, yeah. I think handling it is, he's got his arm around Patterson's left arm, which is literally impeding him. That is by definition you know, impeding them. Um, right. You can't really come for it with both hands, so that's a foul. Um, second of all, Hanlon is in an offside position when he is impeding Patterson, so whether you agree with the foul or not, 
Um, he's in an offside position. He's touching Patterson, which again is impeding him in an offside position. It's a very tight offside call. You know, he's not, you know, yards offside. It is very tight. Um, there's a lot of players in the box. The referee probably doesn't have the best view of it. I think the linesman would have had the best view of it, but didn't see it. But it's a tough <laughs> one to take, that one. It was a very League One goal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's really what it was. Just and you know, like like we said, kind of a botched clearance went directly up in the straight up in the air, which happened actually a few times today. It was wet, it was raining. I'm sure you know the Lions just probably didn't have the best view of it. And uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. I, I saw it right from the start. Of, you know, especially in the Prem, even Championship. Anytime the goalie is at any point in, inconvenience on a play like that, they typically call it a foul. Yeah. Um, I think it should have been called there. It's uh, it's unfortunate though, but yeah, we, we probably just should have done better, you know, from the start with it. But it's uh, that's just kind of what Wiccan does. They find ways to kind of drag the game down to their level and uh, make it ugly. And that's what they did on that goal. Yeah. Now, like I said, I think I think that's one of them that is a foul, but you can see why it's not necessarily no, not why it's not being given, but why it's not being seen because it is, you know, like I right. said, it's it's a crowded penalty area. It, the offside decision is literally a case of inches. If VR is involved, which obviously it's not in League One and certainly not at Wickham <laughs> Stadium, you know, the goal is disallowed. Um, but we don't have that. Some go against you, some go for you. This one did go against us. You could argue, like I say, the first one went for us in terms of the, the own goal or, or Stuart's first goal. But there's also questions being asked on Twitter and other places about Patterson for the second goal. And I... I don't really know what people are expecting Patterson to do in that situation. I don't think, I can't really see how that's his fault. Right, especially like you said, how he was being impeded. I mean, he's it's like, it reminded me of the NBA. <laughs> Again, to bring up the NBA, just uh, just getting boxed out, you know, basically. You know, trying to get yeah. a rebound. That's essentially what it was. Ball straight up in the air. Goalie should have the best position on it, but he could just kind of flap at it with just one arm, you know, because the other arm was, was yeah. being held down. So, yeah, I, I think overall, I think Patterson defined. I think uh, early on he had a, a pretty decent save as well, um, yeah. which kind of, I think, settled some nerves it, just to say, OK, he's he's obviously in. He's locked in. Um, and like I said, I think his time at um, Knott's County has really prepared him for this type of moment. And it's just unfortunate there. I I don't think Hoffman would have done any better for that specific goal. I, th- I think one of, the, one of the things that people said is as well, we win that game if Hoffman's in goal was one of the yeah. things that I've seen on Twitter. And people are saying, you know, Hoffman commands his area and does this, that and the other. Uh, but one of the things that I thought of as soon as I saw that on Twitter was we lost five one to Rotherham. And I think right. four, <laughs> possibly all five of them goals were from the six-yard box where Hoffman didn't come to collect the cross. And, you know, I'm not using that as a criticism against Hoffman because he's been very good this season. But that's just not the case at all. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because every single one of these goals was really just just an ugly. It probably could have. There were several lapses and several moments where we we could have cleared the ball better. You know, it, it just they were just ugly goals. <laughs> you know, and most most goalies, you know, are prepared for as soon as they get deflected or as soon as the ball, you know go straight up in the air, it's just, it doesn't matter who's in goal. And so, yeah, anyone saying that Hoffman would have been better, that's just hindsight. It's just, you know, I, I think Patterson did fine all game. Yeah. Um, Sunderland did respond well. They got an equaliser. Um, and it was probably the cleanest goal, the most yep. satisfying goal of the game. Embleton put some good work down the left, put a very good ball into the middle for Stewart, who just... Just guided it into the back of the net. Not much power Perfect. behind it. Just just yep. placed it into the back of the net. Good goal. Um, good time in the game as well. Gets Sunderland back level. Uh, we've said it multiple times this season, but 
Ross Stewart is having a very, very good season. And like I said um, in one of the other podcasts, one of the things that was said about Stewart before the season started was he might not get the same goal tally that other strikers have got in previous seasons, but he'll offer more all around. But I'm starting to think he could, you know, become the highest goal scorer in a league season the way he's going at the moment. Absolutely, and and what I like with his goals, you know, because we saw we saw Charlie White right score four four goals in a game, but they were all the same exact goal. Uh, Ross Stewart, like every all of his goals are are something different, and it's something that not all strikers possess to be able to, you know, feather a ball in like that, or you know, or win a header right, win a challenge header. Or put you know put one away like we saw in the third one, but it's just that one specifically. Uh, the run that was made, he perfectly timed, lightning quick. I got him from the defender before he could even think. And what Embleton does really well, especially those kind of lower driven balls, all all it needs is a touch at that point. You don't need to you know you don't need to possess it. You don't need to try to get ahead on it. The ball is going fast enough. It's got enough velocity on it. Just get a deflection of any sort and it's going right in the goal. And he perfectly placed it. There's no no keeper on the planet who could have saved that. Yeah. Um, the next kind, well, one of the things that happened in the game, obviously, was, I suppose, the negative of the game, obviously, the injury to Corey Evans, which didn't look particularly good. Um, I don't think it is a serious injury, luckily. Didn't look too good at the time. Um, but I suppose the, the only thing to really say about that is just a very speedy recovery for what, you know, could have been a very nasty injury. Yeah, I, I, I want to use the, the, the expression, you can't get to break, but I think he's, he's caught a few too many breaks of, of different, you know, parts of his body. And this one was a head injury, which you just don't like to see, you know, and it, it was, I think the worst thing about it is, is obviously he missed a large part when he was right. with, a, a, right. want to say Blackburn he was with, I think it was with a head injury. I think it was a fractured skull that he had that, that was mentioned. So I think that kind of made it look a little bit more serious or feel a bit more serious when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, and you just hope for the best and hope for a good recovery. And and I think that's why this, this transfer window is so important. And I think we have decent or we have players who can slot into that position. Yeah. You know, maybe we, we you know, probably need to get one or two more, obviously. Um, but up up before that too, I mean, you know, we're into the second half now. That was what about the seventy seventy fifth minute or so. Yeah. I mean, up before that though, I mean we started that second half really well. I mean, if yeah. we want to talk about those chances that were missed, I mean we had so many opportunities to score two to three goals yeah. uh, and and really I think this second half you know prior to the injury to to Evans I mean Pritchard just really showed his quality and he's just he's incredible I, I yeah. mean some of the balls he's playing was just it was absolutely perfect yeah and just on them chances before we get into the goals it, it, it seems crazy to say but Sunderland could have genuinely had double figure goals today you know there was three chances <laughs> put on an absolute plate by Pritchard three excellent passes through um, first one to Corey Evans, um, you know, as a defensive midfielder. Finishing is not, you know, as key attribute. You, you could possibly do a little bit better there, but it's a through ball. Keeper's rushing out. Just get him on it. Hopefully the best. Look, um, luckily for Wickham, the keeper saved it. Obviously, Embleton again. Very poor touch after a good ball from Pritchard. And the same for Gooch. We had Ross Stewart at some point in the game. Um, I think it was Gooch again, put a ball into the box. He's put it over. We had so many chances in that game that... The fact we've come away with a point and nothing more is quite incredible. Very Sunderland. Very Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, and it, going but back to what I we think, said, almost. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I think the important. The, I mean, the, those as long as we are creating those chances, you know, we, yeah, we're not 
you know, if we're not prem level where every one of those chances is going to, you know, result result in a goal, but the hell of a lot more than the other teams are going to going to produce. And if we can just keep generating those chances, we're going to be in really good shape moving forward. It's just unfortunate that we couldn't get one of those three or four chances to uh, kind of give us a little bit of extra breathing room. Yeah. Um, well, Sunderland took the lead in the ninety. 90- Third minute, I think it was. Obviously, there was a lot of injury time added on. I think it was eight or nine minutes um, because of the injury to Evans and other stoppages in the game. Good ball through to Ross Stewart. The keepers came out for it. He didn't get to it. Um, and Ross Stewart just kind of prodded it past the keeper. And it took about five seconds to get over the line. And I was, you know, sat there waiting for it to see whether it was going to hit the post and bounce out or just go wide. Luckily, it went in. Um, and again, like, like you said before, a very different goal to the other goals that he scored in the game. You know, the header, um, you know, the one-touch finish from a cross. Now he's making runs in behind a defence, beating defenders for pace and slotting it in the bottom corner. There's just so much that he offers and that benefits the team so well because you don't have to just put the ball out wide and get a ball in the box. You can you can do that, get a ball in the box, you'll score from it. You can play it through the middle, you'll run past the defender, get a goal from it. There's so many different options that Sunderland can do creativity-wise that will benefit Stewart, will get goals from and, and win games this season. Yeah, and he's loving it. And and you saw it on that on that goal, which is just it was incredible. The timing of it, um Gooch did really well. I I, I can I think it was Neil who played the ball out to Gooch and then Gooch, you know, yeah. really took that space well and, and perfectly delivered the pass with, with enough weight. I mean, Stewart started about ten to twenty yards behind that play. Yeah. <laughs> and you just saw him like hit that extra gear in those long strides. God, it was just so so good to watch. You just seen the whole thing happening. Like this is this is gonna be a goal. Like you just see the timing, the run, the pass, and it was and it just perfectly slotted past the keeper. There's not you know love the, the scenes afterwards too, and the fans on the pitch and the flares. Yeah. It's just like man, this is it was awesome. It was it was awesome for for about three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> well, it would have been very nice to hear the final whistle after that, and I think the mood would be completely uh, different. It would have been a very good yeah. win for Sunderland. It looked like we'd won it. You know. it's we were thinking Sunderland could never throw this away with three minutes left or however long was left of injury time. There's not a chance Sunderland would ever do that. We've never done that before. Yeah, we, we absolutely did that. Exactly did that. Um, Wickham won a corner. It, it's a ball in the box again. We haven't dealt with it just like we haven't all season really. Um, their defender wins the first header. Patterson makes a save, and it's just prodded home from a rebound. Which again, it, it's one of them goals that it's not necessarily an individual mistake it's not you know a moment of brilliance from some world-class footballer which by the record i don't think wickham have ever had um, excuse me true very true i do like Akinfenwa. as soon as I right I, I i don't know i hate as soon as he go like was getting ready to come on the field i just knew it i just knew that something super was going to happen he tries yeah. to decapitate gooch first and then yeah. he's always just mucking about in the middle of the field and i don't know like i i like him i you know follow him some of the socials and he's just a he's just a, a unicorn of players to be honest he's just a, a just a strange person but i think, I think really cool. i think he's too Everybody sound of a too sound of a guy to dislike right. as a footballer like even he was trying to rip gucci's head off and then gucci goes up and right after him, smiling like, <laughs> i think i think that's more about the fear though he's i think like if, everybody i think gucci probably like, realized who it was and he's like actually <laughs> He's like everybody's like you know kind of uncle I think yeah especially because he's forty yeah. years old Jesus Christ but yeah but yeah I mean just like you said uh, you just knew as soon as we scored and you know, even the nine minutes I was like man like uh, you know seven minutes maybe eight minutes but yeah that, as soon as I saw the nine minutes and and we took the goal and we still had five minutes to see it out you just knew it and of course it's just 
it just had to be and i just hate gareth ainsworth seeing him jump on the back and ugh, yeah just, he's not my favorite him. person just can't stand them yeah oh but yeah as it is three three and a, a well a well fought for point i guess yeah but again third goal questions from some people have been asked of patterson and it's again one of them goals i'm like i, I don't know what you're expecting you know, a 21-year-old keeper making, you know, one of very few first-team appearances for the club that he came through the academy for to do in that situation. You know, it's a very close-range header. He makes a very good save, and there's just no one on hand to clear the ball. Yeah, it was just a scramble, and I think I think Patterson did really good to get down to, to block the header. And it just so happened that Robertson, who was on a yellow and, you know, had a questionable tackle thing on Cooch, too, that could have—or he was grabbing his shirt and stuff— Probably should have been sent off. I don't know. But of course, he was just on the ground. He was just on the ground, and the yeah. ball just bounced off him and went in. It's just like, God, it's just the uh, the ugliest of goals, and that is just so Wickham. You know, none of their goals had any skill to it. It's just utter League One nonsense. But that's just where we are. And until, until we prove that we belong uh, elsewhere, then you know, we're just going to have to figure it out, you know, tighten yeah. it up. But overall, it just it was hard to be too upset. But yeah. it, you just kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, and that's just reminded me of actual another chance that we actually had in the game where that same player made a, as a 35-year-old, oh, somewhat God, miraculous right. clearance off the line. He's, Karate kick, freaking, oh, my God. It's just... Don't think I've ever seen many clearances like that before. I mean, that, that's one, that, again, it's one of them games that you look at and think, on another day, Sunderland could have walked away with a, you know, an yep. eight-one win or something there because the chances we had, you know, the goal questionable second goal, whether it was offside and a foul, it, it really just was one of them days where it just didn't really go our way. Didn't didn't at all, and uh, you know, could have almost did. Oh, but it almost did. It almost <laughs> did. But yeah, it had to just be Robertson, didn't it? Just you know, making the save, getting the yellow, you know, pulling Gucci's shirt, and then. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, but it is what it is. Here we are. We're, we're still. Are we? Are we level with Rotherham points, but just second in goal difference? We're level on points, um, seven goal difference behind. I think it is, Jeez. and obviously they've played one less than us. Yeah, we gave them what four four of those goal differences yeah. against us. So my God, I mean but, that goal difference is literally from Sheffield and Rotherham. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Actually, yeah. actually, it's just from Rotherham. Actually, thinking about it, because obviously they've had a plus four goal difference we'll have had a minus four goal difference so it would have been an eight goal difference yeah true yeah so deficit but on, on we go when's the when's the next game if, if it Tuesday at home to Lincoln I think that's good I, I think it's good to you know we're going to be a little little hard done by this one but you know I don't I don't think there's any blame and uh I think that's the Lincoln's really that's again we can't let we can't let this draw affect us twice we right, can't let Chris Maguire score either. Oh, I'm, I think I'd cry if that happened. I miss him just a little bit. It's <laughs> uh, just, just yeah. But yeah, Tuesday, I think I, it now becomes an ultra important game. Got to, got to take care of business there. Yeah. Um, player ratings will rattle through pretty quickly before we wrap it up. Patterson, um, like I say, made some good saves in the game. Made a very good save in the in the first half. Again, close range save. Made a. Good save for the third goal, which some people are questioning for. I think it's a good save. Down to his left, you know, very close range. If you were going to be super critical of a 21-year-old academy prospect league one goalkeeper, you could say you could possibly parry that somewhere else. 
But like I say, that would be super quick for the glove them. Um, I'd, I'd probably go with a, a high six, I think. Right. I, I think so as well. I, I don't, he didn't make any blunders. I, did you, did, just real quick, did you see that Remy Matthews highlight that was going around on Twitter? I think it was Remy Matthews, right? Uh, anyways, it's just an absolute horrible, horrible goal or goal given up. Yeah. And he didn't do anything like that. I mean, all these goals were really just. He looked, he looked very confident. Right. Yeah. And he, I think he should be. I think he's been playing really well. I think he's, you know, done well. Like, I even think, I don't know. Uh, our goal goalkeeper depth is in a re- really good spot, I think. And yeah. you know, seeing that our third choice goalkeeper came in and, and didn't embarrass himself, I think that's well done by scouting team, goalkeeper coach. I, I, I'd say a six. Sorry to, yeah. to get distracted. And um, Winchester back at right back today. Obviously, Bernie Wright was injured. Diaku has COVID, so kind of a forced change. Um, a few people were kicking off that Hume wasn't starting. Trey Hume, that is. But you know, he's had one possibly two training sessions with a brand new team and a brand new country and a brand new league i don't think anyone really expected him to be in the squad today let alone start um so winchester was back at right back didn't do anything wrong didn't particularly do anything spectacular um had a couple of decent shots saved by stockdale for wickham so again six yeah i'd say so and i think this was the one position where i that's I realized like we really need the depth there because I think he, he would have done better in the midfield. I, he just looked a little leggy just at times. And I think it was just because Wickham does have some decent pace on those wings. Um, you know, but I, I think the coverage was really well to support him. I, I think he only got beat a few times or just kind of misjudged a few bounces, but he's playing out of position played well. Yeah. I, I at six, I think is warranted. Yeah. Um, Tom Flanagan up and down game for him today. I think, Made some very good blocks, um, uh, quite crucial part of the game. You know, close-range blocks, probably stopping a goal or two, potentially. Um, but at the same time, there was at least twice where he kind of overran the ball and lost it um, and gave Wickham an opportunity to get in behind and, and create something of a goal-scoring opportunity. Luckily, they didn't on them two occasions. A couple of clearances that he mishit. So, like I say, a very... 50-50 performance from him, so I'd, I'd probably go with a six again. Yeah, I, I really like... I All season, he's been great. He really has been really good. I think today was kind of summed it up, like, why we need someone like him against opposition like Wickham, who are just big and physical, aren't going to, you know, play the ball around you by any means. They're just going to try to run right through you, and I think he held his own pretty well. Uh, didn't let any of the tackles get to his head. He made some really nice... I Kind of toward the end line, just you know tackling it out for corners and a lot of no-nonsense clearances but yeah there was one or two where he actually cleared the ball and it went straight up in the air but it was wet it was rainy it was one of those games but yeah no critical errors no stupid yellow cards or anything i don't think yeah i think we only have what one yellow today so i think overall he did pretty well yeah um callum doyle again you know don't really want to repeat this for everyone but did nothing spectacular, wasn't noticed too much, defended fairly well, drove forward with the ball a few times quite well as well. Um, so again, six. Yeah, and I just, anytime he puts the ball forward, I just love it. You know, when yeah. he would just, it just, he just glides with the ball. You know, like your mate says, is like, get him in the midfield. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if we're up, if we're up on the last day of the season, you know, clear, clear for promotion, obviously, as we should be, uh, check him in the midfield. 
just do it. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, I, he plays well. He's just big and physical, which is nice. I think he only got beat maybe once or twice, but recovered well. Um, and the back line is just very seamless. You know, even with Bailey Wright out, um, who I think probably would have made a little bit of a difference because he is the perfect opposition to the big shit houses that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that Wickham has. Uh, would have been nice, but yeah, I, I think the back line played really well, and I think Doyle fit in there once again. He is the ultimate six, and I think he wears number six, right? So, yeah. does he? Yeah, right. Am I, am I just making this up? I think so. I'm not sure. So, never really thought about it to be honest. Um, Dennis Sergan back in at left back today. Um, got the assist for the own goal. Um, so I'm not actually sure if he'll get credited with that assist if it goes down as an own goal. But nonetheless, very good ball in the box. And I think he had one very shortly after as well, which was very similar. Um, defended fairly well on his side whenever Wickham came forward. A couple yep. of times he could have done a little bit better or you know, shown his wing wide or got a little bit closer to the ball, but generally did well. So I'd probably say seven for certain. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think he, he just kind of looks like a good footballer as well. I know that just seems so dumb, but yeah, he just he just looks the part. He looks very confident, especially for someone who's had an extended period of time out. It's very important that we that we have someone like him in, in our in our squad for sure um, to play that position. I think he played it really well, and uh, I, I expect his, that position to probably be his moving forward, right? I mean, who who so who was who was he filling in for sure today? Um. I think Sebi was trying to tell you there. Yeah, jeez, I know. Tell me. <laughs> I mean, in theory, Diaku, I think. Is um, it? Uh, it, it? It depends. Like I said, I still don't know how Sunderland have lined up in the last few weeks, whether it's been back four, back three. To me, it's always been Gooch and Diaku as a wing back, and then a back three of Wright, Flanagan, and Doyle. Um, so either Diaku or Gooch, and most certainly not Denver Hume. Right. Right. Yeah, no, and I I think he slotted it well. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think Diaku would have brought anything really to this game to the yeah. style. It, it it just shows that it's good that we can be versatile on our setup. Yeah, this one was a little bit more forced, but there's gonna be other games where Diaku obviously is gonna be the better option because we just need somebody to put the ball past him and, and go score. But a game like this, we need a little bit more finesse to it. You need somebody who's more defensive minded. I think. I, it would have been the right decision, even if we had a full fit squad, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think yeah. Sirkin did really well. Yeah. Um, Corey Evans obviously played, started the game today, um, did fairly well, could have scored a goal, didn't. A few times he was caught out in position, um, but, you know, with the way we can press and the way the defend is not necessarily to not be expected. So I'd probably say six. A lot of sixes today. Yeah, he just played his role well, and we just hope for the best. You know, with that injury, it's just it's not going to be easy, and I'm expecting him to probably miss a good chunk of time, even just for concussion protocol and safety and and things like that. But his history with the head fracture, yeah, we uh, I think we'll be missing him. But I think that's where Winchester's going to slot into that position. Yeah, Uh, Hume, Try Hume, one of the Humes. Who knows? On all (laughs) back line, uh, we'll fill in fill in the spots there. Yeah, um, trade, Daniel, trade. again, not really much to say. Didn't do anything particularly well, nothing particularly bad. Six. Yeah, six. Made some nice passes. Um, didn't give the ball away, I don't think, yeah, too easily. It's just always just so confident in the ball. In every game, you just yeah. kind of see it more and more. Um, you just almost wish we could find a way to get him even more upfield, but I think his he's playing his role really well, and he's starting to understand the game a lot. So, yeah, six. Yeah. Um. Lyndon Gooch got the assist for Stewart's 
third goal slash second goal slash whatever goal you want to name it. Um, but Sonnen's third goal of the game. Generally quite frustrating during the game, I think. Quite wasteful in possession, um, as you know we've said quite a few times this season. So, again, six. It is the Lyndon Gooch experience where one moment you're, what are you doing? And the next moment he's playing in the winning goal. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, there's no in between with him. And he he tries hard. He he really played well, you know, getting back. He, you know, really ran hard uh, as he always does. But it is definitely a six. Once again, we're going to agree on most of these. But I think it's hard to, it's hard to justify anything otherwise. You know, I think everyone played well enough. Yeah. Um, Embleton. Very unlucky not to get a goal. Oh, um, another chance that I didn't mention, which, you know, this is slowly becoming a chance for 12 goals in the game, now that I remember more of them. Um, left foot, left foot off the bar. Again, oh. on another day that hits the bar and goes in and suddenly win the game and go top the league. It wasn't to be. Almost. Um, which could be the title of this podcast, to be honest. That amount, amount, uh, amount of times I've said it. Um, right. But again, six. I, I, I'm going to give him a seven. I think he played really well. He had... An assist, right? He had the assist. He had the almost goal. Um, even yeah. had to slide into a different position, but he was always there, or thereabouts. He played the ball really well. Um, he could have even had another opportunity for a goal where he just didn't didn't get the right first touch on the ball from Pritchard. Yeah. But he was in the right spots. He's making the right runs. Um, but I, I think he played worthy enough of a seven today. To be honest, I think he 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 really could have been the ultimate difference difference maker, but uh, played his role really well today. Yeah. Um, Pritchard, I will go with an eight. Like I say, made three, possibly four excellent chances. You know, these aren't half chances. These are putting a player through one-on-one and, you know, you should be scoring the chances that we've made. It's all about that first touch, which we got wrong on three different occasions, which is ultimately what cost us two points, um, questionably today. But in terms of just Pritchard's performance, like I say, he created so many chances it was very difficult to get off the ball led the press well with Stewart so I'd, I'd go with an eight absolutely yeah no he's just incredible he's he really is and you can just tell he is a level above and I think even the commentator said that today yeah. uh, just a really good bit of, of scouting I think it's it's those type of players and, and we might see it with Patrick Roberts if he ever gets if this ever becomes finalized but mm. kind of these players who had their chances they had their time in the sun but just never really found their home uh, he's absolutely found his home here, and I, I want to I want to keep him forever, <laughs> as yeah. long as however however long he has players like him and Stewart. I mean, just like fantastic signings. When you think about our previous signings, like like Josh Gowan, who mm. unfortunately was a thorn in our side a little bit today toward the end. Um, but yeah, just look at the upgrade there, and he just there's not a ball he can't play. Crafty yeah. with getting the ball as well, winning possession. So yeah, eight definitely. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, Ross Stewart. Technically, in my eyes, um, not necessarily the most important eyes in terms of the goal adjudicators. I think that's the world word. <laughs> um, yeah. But essentially, got a hat trick today, um, second in a row. And I'm, the second goal, I think, was with his right foot. Wasn't yeah. it? Was it with his right foot? The last, or I think the third goal was. He's fallen. The third goal was. Right. I think yeah. the second goal was as well. So he was close yeah, to another perfect hat trick. Um, right. Didn't quite get it the day, but definitely going to be credited with two goals. Unlikely to get the third, but worked hard throughout. Finished his chances well, bar one in the second half, which he could probably have done better with. Took a bounce before it got to him, so it's a little bit difficult. So nine, nine. Yep, 
Absolutely. I mean, if it would have been the, the winning goal, I, I, you know, which it really should have been, probably even a 10, to be honest. I just love him. He just the way he plays and he looks really fit right now as well, um, which the, with the amount of games that he's played is is tough to say at this point. But, you know, maybe some of these extended breaks and these call offs have, have been good for him. He just looks really fit and he just loves it. Him, especially him and Pritchard after that goal, seeing him kind of in each other's faces and just hmm. just really loving it. And uh you know, even the way I think on the second goal, he he hushed the Wickham crowd. I just love it, yeah. man. He's just so good. Yeah. Well, Tuesday, Lincoln at home. Score predictions for that one? 3-1. And the one goal for them is going to be a Chris McGuire. It's going to be a, a classic. <laughs> exactly. That, you yeah. know, it'll be in the 80th minute or 90th Inevitable. minute. Yeah, but uh, it'll be him. And, you know, yeah, you'd love to see it. But 3-1, I think it has to, it just has to be three points. I don't care how how it is, you know. Um, so hopefully yeah. we get some, some negative tests back and maybe even see Trey Hume. Yeah, hopefully so. But anyway, that's the time we have for today because I need to shoot and I'll get this up straight away um, as soon as possible. Appreciate you coming on again, Kyle. Yeah, no problem. Um, we'll be back to talk about the Lincoln game on Wednesday. Um, hopefully a win and hopefully another game to add to this unbeaten streak that we're on currently. But until then, we will see you later. That's all, folks.